Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to a new episode of the Arbury Road podcast. My name is uh, Paco Ruzzante, and I am uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Arbury Road. Let me remember you that Arbury Road is a European progressive think tank, which deals with politics uh, at the, the European level, and that our goal is to contribute to the discussion of a European progressive agenda. I also remember you that Arbury Road is a grassroots project, which leads thanks to the effort of its volunteers and that every donation can really make a difference. So if you can, please donate, and you can do it through our website at www.arburyroad.eu. Today, we are going to talk about the 2021 German federal elections and about the new government, which on the 8th of December has brought Olaf Scholz to substitute Angela Merkel as a chancellor after 16 years. To talk about this today, we have a really special guest, Akan Demir, who was elected a, a member of the German parliament for the constituency of Berlin, uh, Neukölln. <laughs> Sorry for my German, <laughs> Akan. Uh, so hello, Akan, uh, and thank you for joining, uh, for joining us. <laughs> Hi, Paco. I'm glad to be here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, I would like to uh, ask you to introduce yourself a little bit for our listener as a new uh, and young elected member of the Bundestag. Uh, perhaps you can begin by telling us what brought you, what developed in you the passion for politi politics and what brought you to uh, start your adventure, let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah, first of all, I don't have one history that brought me to uh, politics or something like that. It's uh, development um, from my childhood uh, till now. Now I'm 37 years old, so not that young, but uh, I still belong to, um, to um, 68 uh, of our uh, social democratic group in the German parliament who are under 40. So we, are, we have 206 and 68 of them are under uh, 40 and that's um, very nice. And um, it, it feels like uh, starting um, uh, yeah, new semester in, in the, at the university more or less. So <laughs> because there are a lot of young, young people and uh, yeah. Um, I grew up in, uh, in a, in a uh, three-room flat uh, with uh, six uh, other uh, family members. So, and we, um, I think we had only five books or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, it was a classical uh, workers household and um, no one could help me uh, um, with my homework, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had good um, school uh, structure and good teachers, and they helped me. And we have um, one uh, library in, in my small town. And uh, this library brought me to, uh, to my passion. And my passion is, right, more or less it is, it's philosophy. Uh, so in, the, in, in that library, I met, uh, for instance, Platon, um, Seneca, and all the other um, philosophers, and that brought me to 
philosophy, uh, political science and uh, economics that I have studied in uh, Trier uh, in, in, in Germany and one year in Istanbul. Um, and during this time, uh, I was always um, thinking of or, or was seeing injustice, um, for instance, uh, in, in uh, equalities, because I'm from a migrate, I have a migration background and a workers background. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, uh, for instance, Germans with without migration background, they had uh, big houses, for instance, uh, whereas uh, Turkish citizens or, or, or uh, Germans with migration background, with Turkish migration background, they live in, in small flats with lots of relatives and so on. And um, so I was just receiving and seeing this, this, this problem. But later on, um, as I read lots of books, I was like, okay, uh, that shouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. So more or less, I started to be, uh, to, to be more um, politically involved. Mm -hmm. uh, and in 2012, I've moved, I moved to Berlin. And Berlin is the most... Um, so in Berlin, you have to be politically involved because everywhere uh, there's a demonstration or everywhere everyone speaks about politics. Um, so I went to the to a, a party, at, uh, and uh, ten years later, um, I um, uh, yeah became one of uh, Berlin's uh, um, member of the parliament. So or 10 years after that, yeah, after really uh, real hard work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a really good story because it shows that uh, in a way in the SPD, there is uh, the way for people who like, you know, without uh, a family connection, basically to get there and to uh, start their career, basically. So to represent also uh, a little bit uh, uh, these different backgrounds. Because your family, if I'm not wrong, has arrived uh, in the contest, uh, as you were uh, mentioning, of what is called an Underbebkamen. I don't know, I think my pronunciation mm. is terrible, no? Which yeah, is a yeah. sort of recruitment agreement. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, yeah. just because it's representative of perhaps uh, a part of the German society, probably yeah. in Berlin? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, there is a recruitment agreement. Uh, there were a recruitment agreement in the in the sixties, uh, uh, with uh, for instance with Turkey, but also with Italy and other uh, Southern European uh, countries. Mm -hmm. uh, and the goal was to bring guest workers to Germany to work, and that was the main goal. Um, and my grandfather was one of them, who came to Germany. He was totally poor mm -hmm. and he came to Germany to give his own family the possibility to have a better life and he totally achieved that goal because um, 50 years after he came to Germany his um, grandson is now <laughs> member of the German parliament and it's crazy mm -hmm. uh, and I know he would have been proud but he doesn't live anymore, but uh, I know that. We would have been proud of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's a gr great history, or it's a great, great um, um, story that we have here in Germany, that, that we have uh, kind of uh, stories like that. Um, and 
and yeah, thousands of guest workers came and their families came after that as well. Uh, and now we have in Germany uh, around, yeah, let's say 3 million people with migration background out of uh, 82, 83 million. Mm -hmm. So it's the largest uh, uh, community um, uh, in, in, in Germany with the migration background. Um, and it's it's still um, influencing for sure the, the the cities, the culture here uh, in, in Germany as well, the culture in Neukölln because lots of people with Turkish and Arabic background lived in Neukölln as well. It, it, it the is one of the, if I'm not wrong, most international uh, neighborhoods of Berlin. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, I always say it's like New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like New York uh, because we have. Uh, people uh, from 150 countries in, in Neukölln oh, wow. and, and uh, it's cool and I, I know that one magazine said that Neukölln is uh, one of the 11th coolest city on earth okay so that, that, that makes me proud as well mm -hmm. that makes me proud as well yeah uh, yeah maybe that's yeah. Thinking about the recruitment, uh, recruitment agreement. Yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds really good. And well, Berlin for sure is a really cool city. So I don't, I can think that that is probably right. Uh, also, it's really good. Uh, uh, I think that the SPD has this mechanism again, which allows this uh, representation. Uh, I think it's something that other parties throughout Europe should probably imitate. Uh, where perhaps is a bit more difficult for uh, uh, people with background of non-native to be represented, basically. Okay, so uh, thank you for uh, this introduction. Now let's dig into the topic, perhaps. Uh, and probably a good place where to start uh, is are the results, of course. Uh, first of all, the result of the SPD, the SPD which was uh, surprising, probably. Uh, they got 25.7%. They became the first party in Germany. When was the last time, uh, uh, probably, uh, we, to see the SPD? We need to go back to the uh, early 2000, isn't it? Uh, or even earlier. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at the second place, there was the uh, coalition of the conservatives with the CDU and the CSU which uh, re uh, reached 24.1%, and then uh, the Greens with 14.8%, uh, and the FDP, so yeah. if you pronounce it like that, with 11.5%, uh, than the others. Uh, still, war in the AFD got uh, uh, 10%, but uh, it seemed a little bit more under control if compared to the previous uh, election, at least. That is the hope. So the question here is like, uh, if we look at the polls uh, in uh, uh, May, June 2021, the SPD was still uh, given around 50%. Uh, what is your, uh, first of all, um, and your evaluation about the res these results? And what do you think the SPD did in the right way to reach these results in uh, what happened in those months, basically, between uh, May, June and uh, the elections? Yeah. Um... Yeah, maybe actually uh, we have to start with 2017 after we uh, lost more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, we started a kind of um, 
reform and kind of uh, analyzing what we did uh, in a, in a, in a um, wrong way uh, in 2017 um, during the, um, the, the campaign. And after that, we had 100 pages. In that, uh, we um, collected all the mistakes that we did. And in, 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 in that paper, uh, we all also said, OK, you did that mistake. Uh, and now you have to do another, uh, you, you need to do the right thing. And the right thing, for instance, one, one uh, problem of 2017 was that we waited so long to have a, a candidate. So this time uh, we had the candidate before all the other parties. So I, uh, months before. And uh, it was Olaf Scholz. And uh, um, in the same time, in 2017, we started also um, to renew uh, our positions on social security, on um, yeah, Europe, on, on migration. Uh, we, we analyzed everything and we also stated that we had did mess mistakes in, in 2005 or 2000. So we were really clear and very frank and we admitted our mistakes. Uh, that, that was good. And we learned from our mistakes. I would say that's, that's one part, uh, one pillar of uh, why we um, achieved um, uh, that result. Um, the second point was after 60 years of CDU, uh, and after uh, Merkel, uh, I think the German population uh, was still um, looking for someone who is uh, representing security. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Olaf Scholz is someone who is uh, someone who uh, gives you the feeling that everything is fine. And uh, and yeah, and and it is like that. So he was also he was uh, during uh, Mac Merkel's time the the finance minister, and he did a good job. So everyone knew him. But and and on the other side, we know that the other candidates from the Greens from the CDU were weak, or let me state it like that: weaker, uh, and did mistakes. And Olaf Scholz didn't. Mm -hmm. And on the road to September, uh, on the road to the election day, I think more and more people uh, recognized uh, that Merkel is not the candidate of the CDU and she's, she will be gone. And they turned to, to the Social Democratic Party and uh, and we had a clear uh, communication. It was clear what we want. For instance, we want uh, we wanted to, or we still want to have it, um, the twelve euro minimum wage. Uh, for instance, uh, that was a, a good point. That we want want to enhance the um, child support. Um, uh, that we are um, still 
behind the idea to support other uh, European countries if they are in need. So, um, so uh, that were, were clear, clear um, communication lines. And uh, the other point was that we didn't have um, conflicts within the party. So we were, uh, we stick together and um, we were arguing with other, which, with, with each other, but it was um, inside the party. It was not like uh, in the media or something like that. Um, so it was, it was a... Um, Obstructive, let's say. Good, 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 yeah, like, like, let's say good, good atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Let me state it like that. And it, it's still like that. It's still mm -hmm. like that. Uh, that doesn't mean that we are 100% uh, fine with everything. That's not the point. Uh, but we have a different kind of political culture. And the political culture is like, I don't know, um, uh, being calm mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, not exaggerating things, uh, but to speak with each other, but to speak with... with um, with the colleagues within the party and then maybe go to Twitter and, and tell something. Uh, and I think that, that that is more or less all the points that I stated mm -hmm. uh, are, uh, lead to the uh, success that we have. Okay. That sounds uh, really good, uh, especially the part, I believe, uh, uh, about, first of all, taking responsibility, so admitting the yeah. mistakes you know, that are made, which is something really... Uh, difficult to see in a party uh, and also the part about communication you know Arbury Road uh, in a way is trying to do this so to help to develop a clear communication on the left spectrum because we believe that you know for example sovereignist parties sometimes you know they have the wrong receipts but they have a really good communication and they are able to speak with people and that was missing a little bit in our vision in uh, uh, the social democratic and center let's say, progressive uh, yeah. uh, field uh, in the past years. Uh, so the question is at this point, uh, you know, when you talk about Berlin is also perhaps the capital, if not one of the capitals of Europe, uh, in the sense that is this really international city which represent uh, what the European Union is becoming. In this sense, do you think that this result and perhaps this receipt, these points that you... Uh, told us could be a model for other social democratic parties uh, throughout Europe. And, uh, you know, we had a few encouraging results. For example, in Italy, also the uh, social democratic party was back being the first uh, after uh, a few years. Uh, and uh, so there, there seems to be a bit of uh, uh, recovery. I think so. It's, uh, there is hope. Um, in Sweden, we have a, a social democratic uh, a party uh, that, 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 that is ruling, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they invited Olaf Scholz uh, as well mm -hmm. to the party congress. Mm -hmm. and, um, I think that that it could be a beginning uh, in Germany and in Europe that uh, that the social democratic um, movement is not dead; mm -hmm. it is still alive. And it could go further and further. And uh, I think our Social Democratic Party in Germany want, wants to share the, um, 
experience that we have right now and to help the other parties to um, have good results as well. Um, but I think you cannot compare everything. So let no, we have a, a typical um, um, constellation here in, in Germany. Like I said, Merkel was ruling 60 years and then there were a kind of shift and um, and um, kind of hope of change, something like that. So that helped us, uh, helped us uh, uh, as well. Uh, but on the other side, it will always help uh, the, the social democratic movement if we have clear communication, if we have, if we are, um, have open hearts uh, with regard to the social uh, problems that the people have uh, all around uh, Europe. Um, if we strengthen that point, for instance, Olaf Scholz, the whole campaign uh, was under the framework of respect. It's not, it's not that creative or something like that. No, it's not. So, but mm -hmm. it, 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 it was good because it touched people. Mm -hmm. And he still he had he had his um, uh, inauguration uh, 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 speech uh, this day, and he was all, also talking about was still talking about respect and that no one is better than uh, than the other, and uh, this was the strongest uh, point in his speech I think because it was um, yeah kind of emotional, and I think it's also the the point that people think about um, that they think uh, the rich or the other people don't uh, respect me, don't respect my needs, and uh, I think a, a little bit we we changed uh, that perception, and they then the people believe again in the social democratic party, and uh, that that we will help them, and we also make them the. Um, um, the, we gave them the ideas like 12 euro uh, uh, minimum wage and uh, um, also had fear at the social security things that we also uh, gave them and say, tell them, hey, we will, we will fight for that. Uh, and um, yeah, and they believe us. They believe in us and uh, we need to do, we, we need to um, uh, fulfill these wishes uh, that, that the people have. And then I think we will uh, uh, not only rule for four years, uh, but more than that. I hope so. Yeah, well, we also hope that. And uh, yeah, no, it sounds really interesting also. Uh, yeah, later I'm going to ask you a little bit about your uh, welfare. I'm uh, myself, I am a welfare historian, so I'm really interested well, a, a historian, I guess, so I studied more the past than the present, So, but I'm really interested in your welfare program and uh, I know you have a few proposals that we would like you to uh, discuss with us briefly of course not in the details because we don't have time but first yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, so the, the atmosphere a little bit in the uh, German parliament since uh, uh, you're there and uh, uh, how it is the situation again uh, after um, after Merkel Merkel uh, is called uh, uh, well Krisenskanzlerin, no, Krisenskanzlerin, sorry, <laughs> my German again, which uh, award which basically uh, states that she was the 
chancellor which brought Germany through the uh, the big crisis, through the three big crises of uh, migration, of Corona, and of course the yeah. 2008 financial crisis. So it was a really particular period, the one uh, under Merkel leadership. How is the situation now? Uh, how do you feel the atmosphere in the new parliament? Are we finally ready to uh, start a new phase uh, in Germany and in Europe? Uh, again, you used this in other interviews, uh, this other uh, word, I won't try to pronounce it, but basically, which means sports shoes. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to say that, as you were saying, that uh, the parliament is really young. Uh, you said that uh, it looks like a little bit like being at the university. So the atmosphere seems really good. Uh, are there the um, is there the option to really change things, the possibility, and uh, especially with an eye to the you know the so-called traffic light coalition? So with the liberals, for example, you have a really interesting uh, welfare program. But uh, is it going to be possible to realize that? with the liberals yeah i think um, first of all uh yeah i think uh, we are uh, um ready to to take off um as well with our uh, sport shoes mm -hmm. so and uh, lots of <laughs> lots of uh, young young colleagues wear uh, uh, sport shoes and it's uh, cool and uh, i do that myself as well um and uh, this is good uh, and i but i know that lots of young colleagues came from civil organizations they have another they have a um, another connection to 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 the civil organizations for instance um i i was uh, as well on lots of demonstrations i'm a member of uh, some organizations so i'm 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 a political a member um, and, and now I'm a member of the parliament but I'm still also one from 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 the organization or from the civil organization so that that's really important and I think lots of young colleagues bring that because they had Fridays for Future or something like that they were within this organization and now they're a member of the parliament and um, This brings uh, lots of new perspectives and also the power from the street to the parliament. And so actually you don't have the chance to be calm for years uh, because you have the pressure from the street because you are one of the, uh, of, of, of the people from the street. Uh, and so I think uh, that we will have uh, lots of pressure, positive pressure um, in the political system in the parliament and we will do lots of progressive things as a uh, uh, um, yeah so uh, in the se social security uh, uh, issue and as well uh, uh, yeah mm -hmm. the climate politics and so on yeah, yeah. okay so let's dig a little bit into the, the the program for example i was uh, checking it a little bit i see there are some really really interesting parts Uh, so we were discussing about social security, but like, for example, uh, as far as climate is concerned, I think one of the goal is achieving 80% of the total electricity in the country uh, has to be come from renewable energy. Uh, again, uh, for example, one of the things on the table is the legalization of cannabis is one of the campaigns uh, which the party is supporting, I think, with a certain 
you know, it's a bit a brave decision. For example, in Italy, we have uh, now uh, um, a referendum, but the Social Democratic Party is not clearly supporting that. And I think it's uh, definitely uh, the right choice. Uh, and again, uh, there is this, uh, what you were saying about the minimum wage of uh, 12 euros and also the European Parliament in this uh, moment is discussing uh, uh, about applying a European minimum wage. Uh, and there was a discussion a couple of weeks ago um, and a directive from the European Parliament. Uh, so what can you tell us a little bit about this, uh, th this program? Like, uh, do, do you think uh, how much of this do you hope uh, to, uh, to realize uh, how much, uh, uh, what, what are the hopes? In the social policy area, you mean? See, no, yeah, well, let's start with this, which are more like sort of, uh, you know, uh, the environment, first of all, is probably the priority in this moment. Yeah, 80% uh, renewable energy, I think we will achieve it, uh, but it's, it's not easy. So it, it will be hard work. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, we also want to uh, get rid of coal uh, as well till 2030. So uh, we have really uh, big goals. Uh, so we have to really, um, uh, in, within 10 years, we have to shift and change our whole economical system. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that will be really hard. That will be really hard. Uh, yeah. But I think this coalition could do that. So can do that, and I believe in that. Um, legalization of cannabis, yes, we want that. The liberals want that. We want that. Um, the Greens, <laughs> yeah, also. Uh, but it will be uh, not like everyone can do it or something like that. So we, uh, there will be some um, uh, shops, uh, and then they will they could s sell that. But it won't be like in Amsterdam or other. Uh, that there's the problem mm -hmm. um, that uh, the shops are legal or something like that. And but no one knows where the cannabis came from. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we don't want to have the same situation, the criminal situation, um, uh, like in, in the Netherlands. So I think that's a real problem. And so we have to really uh, think real, really clear about uh, how we will implement it. Mm -hmm. So that we don't have the same problems that that Netherlands have it like, uh, you know, it um, um, journalists are killed. Uh, um, uh, lawyers are killed uh, in, in, in Netherlands, and so that's um, um, that's a great loss. Um, yeah, the, for yeah, this two point and the minimum wage of twelve euros. It, it's it's. I think that's the first thing that will come, uh, because uh, Olaf Scholz said that uh, in every uh, every speech. Uh, and um, the Hubertus Heil, the Minister of, of uh, Work, um, uh, he uh, labor, labor and social uh, social labor. Uh, he uh, has the task to uh, write that law. So I think we will start uh, to have that law uh, uh, Next, next year, January, February, I think, and then um, 10 million people in Germany, um, yeah, 
will have more uh, at, the, at the end of the months in their pockets. And that's uh, crazy. Uh, and it's kind of small revolution to 10 million. It's, 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 it's huge. Yeah. It is. And I believe it's a fundamental step because Germany uh, is one of the countries where inequality actually increased the most in the past 30, uh, 40 years. So in the sort of neoliberal age, despite the country doing really well economically, inequality grew a lot. So I think it's a fundamental step. Then another thing that is under discussion, if I'm not wrong, is the ending of the hearts uh, four, if, I, uh, if that's how you, you pronounce it, of the, the sort of policies which were implemented with the hearts plan. Uh, if you can tell us a little bit about that, what, what that is and uh, how are you going to change that? It's, it's a social security uh, um, net that we have in, in Germany. Um, uh, we had a reform in 2005 mm -hmm. um, that people uh, receive, um, yeah, now are four, 446 euros, more or less, that people receive if they are um, yeah, not working and uh, are not uh, uh, able to work. Um, they receive that money. But uh, or the, the, these securities. Uh, the problem is um, that is not that uh, much, um, and um, uh, you have lots of uh, conditions that the state says, "Hey, you are not allowed to go to another city." Uh, they, they, you, um, you are, uh, they are controlling you all the time. Um, they, uh, if if you have two um, square meters more than uh, you should have, uh, with regard to your flat, mm -hmm. it could be that you should move out to find another flat. Um, um, things like that. Um, the other point is if you live with someone who receives um, social security. Uh, for instance, your daughter and you are 18 and you live with your mother uh, and you want to work, uh, the money that you receive from, I don't know, uh, jobbing um, will be cut from your mother. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. uh, so you cannot receive the whole, let's say you, are, you have a small uh, job, 450 euro, mm -hmm. uh, you cannot uh, have all the 450 euro um, because they are, um, they are, how you call it, uh, they, they, they uh, sum it up, they sum it up uh, and they, they say, okay, um, so you, you, so uh, your mother wouldn't uh, receive 446 euros, maybe she would receive, I don't know, 300 euros or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that we want to uh, um, uh, solve that problem that the daughter can earn money mm -hmm. without uh, taking it away from the mother, for instance. Uh, that's one point. We want to um, um, we want to have a more human face. Uh, we, no, no, no more uh, sanctions and no more controlling all the time. Uh, the first two years, uh, if you are um, unemployed, for instance, we, we don't want to look for your flat and uh, tell you that that's 62 square meters and you have to move out or something like that. In the first two years, we won't look for 
um, your uh, what you what your earnings are or something like that. So because before that, the state looks to your earnings and says, hey, uh, you cannot get uh, social security. You have to um, take your uh, earnings uh, uh, beforehand and then you will get social security. So we will end that for, ins for, for the two years, the first two years. And um, I'm not sure, but we will also enhance the, the amount that you get. Um, and we want to uh, enhance the uh, uh, child support and that will help uh, the families that, that don't earn that much. Uh, for instance, in Germany, every fifth uh, child uh, grew up in, in poverty. In Neukölln, more or less every second child. And we, we, could, we could help the children and, and um, get, uh, take them out of the poverty if we, for instance, gave them these child support things. Um, and uh, it, it's called Kindergrundsicherung. Mm -hmm. Kinder, Kindergrundsicherung, it's child support. Mm -hmm. we, they, they receive child support. But uh, for instance, the child support is also, um, uh, it's, it's, it's mixed up with the uh, so social security thing. So it's not a plus. Mm -hmm. So for right now we want to give, so we want to have the social security, but the child support will be a plus. As an uh, so, we, so that's, that's actually the, the small revolution of that. Mm -hmm. But I will uh, also uh, be frank, uh, 10 uh, in Germany, 45 families uh, have more uh, money uh, than 40 million people in Germany. So we have a great, great, great inequality uh, in Germany. It's it's uh, a Gini coefficient is more like I think uh, zero point eight. Mm -hmm. uh, and zero zero is uh, 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 totally uh, e equality, and uh, one uh, would be uh, one uh, one person have everything. So mm -hmm. Germany is around zero point eight. So we are close to that. So that's that's also the truth about Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, to be frank, with the liberals, we did we have nothing. Um, uh, in our coalition paper with regard to uh, tax the rich, the 5% of the rich. So we, we have no, we cannot do that mm -hmm. because the liberals stopped us there. Because yeah, the 5% the, the of the rich people vote uh, the liberals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're doing politics for them. So it's like that, it's okay. Uh, but that's the problem. So we won't solve the inequality uh, uh, in Germany um, um, in, in, in that manner. For, but we will help the people with the 12 euro and the social security, we will help them. Mm -hmm. But the inequality will stay more or less like that mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, we don't have any, any means, uh, any instruments like uh, in the coalition paper to, to take... Uh, to take, take all the, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, uh, thing to see if you will be able, how much you will be able to do with the liberals, because I was thinking that even at the European level could be a solution for the near future, you know, could represent a coalition with the liberals, perhaps a way to change and depart from uh, uh, austerity policies. 
the, the point is to see how much will they be uh, ready to do that, at least uh, to a certain point. So what happens in Germany, I think we will all look at that uh, with a uh, really big interest because, of course, uh, uh, that will really be really important. Uh, another thing, the last thing about uh, your welfare proposal, I see on uh, uh, your website that you also proclaim the goal of uh, a 30 hour work week, if I'm not wrong, yeah. uh, which is a really innovative proposal. Uh, I think there are, you know, in, in Spain, for example, they propose the four day work week. So there is a lot of rediscussion, I think. You can tell us a little bit about that. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a vision. It's a reason because uh, as I worked uh, um, myself in, in companies, uh, I had a four days uh, day, uh, week or 30 hours week on my own, but uh, I received uh, less money. So now I want to have the 30 hour uh, uh, maximum for all of us. Um, because 40 hours, the, 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 the maximum we have, I think, um, since 100 years or something like that. So, uh, but uh, I, I think we have to um, go further and uh, need to um, give the people the, the, the possibility to combine work and family, combine um, um, yeah, kind of uh, doing citizenship things or, or helping people and, and combining work. Um, that's that's the thing. And we have digitalization in, in, in all parts. Uh, and I think uh, maybe um, there is we, we could do that. We have more time uh, to give the people. And we know that no one is working uh, accurately every day, eight hours, we know that. And I think it would also give the, the great motivation the, the, for the people to work 30 hours um, uh, by having the same amount of um, uh, salary. Uh, I'm, I'm working for them and I know that's uh, very important um, for, for all of us. And I think it's, it's, the, it's the main uh, vision for for really combining family and and, and work in, in in the 21st uh, century mm -hmm. I hope we can go there um, uh, further and um, I didn't manage it but I want to uh, so I, I I cannot work 30 hours I know so it's mm -hmm. more than that 50 60 hours and yeah. um, but I'm trying I'm I'm I, I don't know but uh, I, I want to implement kind of 30-hour uh, 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 work for my team here in my in my uh, uh, in my office uh, but uh, now I, I didn't manage it right now mm -hmm. but the, the goal is uh, to to have it and uh, to be a good example for maybe all others so yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to. <laughs> that's a really good uh effort of course uh, yeah but that depends also on the work and all these like at least for those jobs like you know there are certain works like uh, uh, for example mine as well where I work way more but it's also a, a work I really love so in that case perhaps it's a little bit different but no I believe that what, what, what you were saying that uh, um, for the, first of all all the studies you know about productivity about uh, employer happiness and all these show that with the a lower um, working week, uh, less hour worked, uh, the productivity actually increases 
and it's actually a benefit also for the for the firms uh, and then of course as you were saying is also a matter to um, live in the 21st century also there is the question and uh, i close it because uh, we don't have time for a discussion on that of robotization you know uh, the more technology the technological yeah. advance advancement increases the less hours we will have to work so it's also a good way to i think think about the future uh in terms of the transformation that are uh, changing our society okay yeah. that's brilliant uh, it was a, a long interview so i'll let you go now one last question though is about uh, your uh, commission when will you know what is going to be your commission so that we can also schedule the next podcast with you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, why not uh, <laughs> was, of course if you're happy to come back uh, <laughs> Well, we four hours to... ago, uh, uh, we uh, I started my work in the Interior Affairs Commission, mm -hmm. okay. uh, and yeah, so we started our work. Uh, at, so I will be uh, responsible for uh, integration, migration, police affairs, um, uh, asylum. Um, uh, weapons, everything, uh, because the Interior Affairs Commission is really large, mm -hmm. and so I'm uh, really looking forward to to having lots of discussions and uh, having uh, yeah good laws on on, on that uh, mm -hmm. uh, topic. So okay, that sounds great. Uh, I wanted to ask you also uh, about. Uh, I know that you were in Poland to check the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have time, but perhaps that is uh, another uh, topic about migration yeah. migration yeah. policies that we can have uh, uh, in the near future. Yeah. So thank you so much again for joining us uh, and good luck for all this battle. Uh, we, we will be there with you trying to help uh, as far as we can. <laughs> thank you, Paco. It was okay. nice to meet you. Okay. And thank you everyone for listening uh, and I will see you to the next episode of uh, Arbury Road. Thank <laughs> you.